0: Welcome to Sustainable 115.
1: Oh, yes, yeah, so it is, not 105. So I was about to correct you, but you're right. Yes, welcome to Sustainable. We are your friendly little environment podcast, all about people, lots of them, and the planet, and why, despite everything being naused, we can still have a chuckle about it all every now and then and learn some stuff, didn't we all? Yes! Yes! And <laughs> what are we gonna learn about this week then? Population. <laughs>
0: Ooh, you mean like loads and loads of people? I mean like that issue that people have views on. Yes, you know, are there too many people on the planet? If so, who goes? Who do we, who do we wipe out in one fell swoop? I got your pistol right here. It's not what we're going to talk about. <laughs> no, going to try to have a slightly more sensible conversation than that. But yeah, the issue of there being too many people on the planet,
1: there are going to be a lot more people on the planet, the planet can't cope, what do we do? Yeah, you remember back in episode 113 when we talked about periods? Yes. And I was uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm uncomfortable about this one as well. Oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, me too. Uh, me too, too for yeah. very different reasons. I think because this is controversial. This is some controversial stuff, what we are getting a guest on in a minute to talk to us about. Like, the, you know, what you said just then. Like, too many people. That's, too many people? that's controversial. That's, that's debatable. Many, you know... There's so much to
0: unpack in just that tiny statement, and lots of people
1: would disagree with it fundamentally. Yeah, so we uh, had a chat to Alistair Curry, who is head of campaigns and communications for a thing called Population Matters, a charity that... Talks about population, there being too many people, what you might do about it. Of which, uh, distinguished non-Agerian David Attenborough is the patron. Um, So, you know, respected uh, organisation in many ways. Um, And we thought we would get him on here to talk a bit about are there too many people and what you do about it and who decides... And is it all a bit racist? That's what we thought we'd talk to them about. <laughs> that sort of thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, full credit to Alistair for, for tackling all that stuff head on. Uh, nothing is shied away from. Um, but it is a thorny issue. Uh, this is, to be honest, I'm really glad we've done this episode because this is precisely the sort of thing that we started the podcast for. Stuff is really complicated. Views are contradictory, conflated, whatever. You know, how do you navigate through this stuff? So I hope you enjoy it. And um, we certainly enjoyed talking to Alistair.
1: Just the usual disclaimer before any of that. We do work for environmental charities, don't we all? Yes uh, But these are very much Our own views And uh, perhaps most importantly The views of our guest So if you've got any beef With anything that you hear Take it up with me or Roll. If we said it With our guest if he said it But not for any of the organisations For which me or Roll work Yes? Yes Right
0: That's not a family photo That's an environmental disaster And you framed it So, hello, Alistair. Hello, hello. Thank you very much for coming to talk to us, pair of idiots. Uh, so, you are head of campaigns at a thing called Population Matters. I am. Um, does population matter?
2: Yes, it does. I think you know we all know we've got one planet. It's finite. We all know there's a limit to how many people you can put on it. The question is just how many is too many. You look at the way we're living just now, and seven point six billion, which is how many we've got, is. Too many. The impact that each of us has on the planet, unfortunately, as things stand, it's almost always a negative impact. Our climate emissions, the space we take up, the resources that we use, we add more people, we add to more of those problems. Population, number of people, isn't the only problem we've got in the world by a million miles. But the more people we have, the more difficult it becomes to solve almost every single one of all those other problems. That's why it matters.
1: So are there too many people right now? Or are you worried about there being too many people in the future? So sketch out for us what the problem kind of is in practice.
2: Well, the problem in practice is that right now, the numbers of people and the way we live is more than, than the planet can handle. We're using more renewable resources than the planet can supply. We are pumping more carbon dioxide and other gases into the air than the planet can handle. So if if we were to continue, if population growth was to stop tomorrow, and we continued as we are, we would have too many people on the planet unless we change our ways in other ways babies each one a blessing but many people think population growth is out of control some even talk of a population bomb so in that sense there are too many people just now but that but it is something which could be solved through behavior change through technology and that kind of thing the, additional problem to that is that we're adding an awful lot more. We've got 7.6 billion just now. The uh, UN projects that we will have nearly 10, million by 10 billion sorry, by 2050, uh, 11 billion by 2100. But actually, that's just a medium projection. You actually look at their high and low projections, and you're actually looking at potentially a doubling of the number of people we've got on the planet just now. That's in it. And we hope that... Of those people, a great many of them who are currently poor, not consuming much, not making much of an impact on on the planet, will get richer. Will move out of poverty. They will then have have a greater impact on the planet. So, we're, population growth compounds other problems. So, no one is
0: really advocating carrying on as we are, though. Or at least, no nobody who cares about trying to solve all the problems of. Climate change, resource use, all the rest of it, is is saying that the business is, as usual is okay. So, isn't it a question of trying to fix those, but those consumption patterns and behaviour patterns in the first place,
2: rather than just trying to stop there being more people? Uh, well, it, there isn't one answer to this question, but I think you know if you want to look at if you want to look at consumption, to give just one example, the. One of the simplest and most permanent ways of reducing consumption is to have fewer consumers. Having fewer consumers being born, that just works, just like that. You look at behavior change, the other choices that people have to make about their consumption as individuals, about what they eat, how they travel, where they live, uh, you know, all all these things, those are all complicated. And the evidence of people changing their, uh, changing their ways, you know, the curve in almost every case is for people to consume more, emit more, have a, gra- have a greater impact. By simply reducing the numbers of people who are doing those things, you're already may- having a beneficial effect. It's not the panacea. It doesn't, it doesn't solve everything. You know, with, you know, nothing short of nuclear war or a pandemic is going to bring our population levels down to a level that the planet can sustain living as we all do at the moment and to be absolutely clear not in favour of pandemics not in favour of nuclear war not in favour of viruses being spread by madmen through the through, you know through the water supply in not order to bring our bit, population not even secretly
0: not, not like not even kind of uh, I mean not, not secretly I mean. wouldn't be the worst <laughs> thing. yeah
2: no no there are a tiny handful of, of individuals who might benefit from a virus in their water supply um, <laughs> name them name them. come on who orange individuals <laughs> Dave <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you who the better friend is, and someday I believe that will be proven out bigly.
0: Uh, so you have said, and I think I believe you that you don't want pandemics or nuclear war. Yeah. I I do believe you. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you I mean so what do you want? How how do you have fewer people on the planet than there currently are, or how do you reduce the growth that is expected? What,
2: what's your plan? Well, the first job is to reduce the growth. The first job is to get us to, to level as, so, as soon as we can. The same things af- affect whether we're reducing the growth and bringing it down. But those things are all good things. They're all things that we should be doing anyway. They're all things that almost every intelligent pe- person is behind anyway. They are, first of all, fundamentally Good family planning provision, making sure that everyone can get it, everyone understands it good family planning women 's empowerment, education lifting people out of poverty. those four things will do almost all the heavy lifting. There is one other thing which is very important, which is challenging assumptions about large families being a good thing. Those things are very often associated with patriarchal views, um, not exclusively but but they often are people need to understand that there is a problem with large families, which is that all those people are making a negative impact on the planet and When people understand that generally speaking, we hope that they will move towards that but of course it 's all good stuff anyway. most people in the world with large fa- with large families and we should probably unpack this uh, a, a little bit are doing it because of circumstances which, if they change would bring would bring their family size down um, Uh, in the developed world where we generally speaking have those things we have good family planning we have education we have women's women's empowerment uh, then it's much more about choice it's about education it's about people understanding what goes on and we all know everyone who's involved in environmentalism knows that that's not easy to do getting getting people from understanding to behavior change is one of the real challenges that we face but actually we are, I think, re- reaching that understanding point, and then it's our job to try and work on those things further. But it's important to make that distinction between people who have choice and should make it, and those people for whom one re- for one reason or another, freely making choice is much more difficult.
0: So, I guess related to that, uh, you said lifting people out of poverty yeah. is another key thing that would reduce population. So, so how just just walk us through that? Why why is that the case?
2: Uh, d- well, people. I mean, it, it is multifactorial, but as a, a generalisation, I mean, one of the things that's quite counterintuitive is you actually find in times of crisis, in times of war, famine, um, earthquakes, these sort of things, fertility rates, birth rates tend to actually go up. And when people feel, broadly as a generalisation, when people feel insecure then if they feel they can't rely on the government or institutions or other thing, things to support them, then they have more kids because kids you can rely on to support you. I mean, that might not be a conscious thought process that people go to, but people in more insecure environments, just as we did back in Victorian times when, uh, you know, we, we didn't have many of the things uh, that, that we have now, um, will, choose to have, will choose to have more kids. Uh, and the other really important thing to say about that is actually, you know, Population is a is a big word, but essentially population boils down to family size as whether well as people have large families or, or, or small families, uh, and that and that also relates to dependency. The more, although a child is an investment in fifteen, ten, or twenty years, depending on when they when they go to work. When a child is when a child is younger, they are they are dependent, um, and within a a community or um, uh, you know or e- even a country. Large numbers of children are dependents that that, that that demand resources. And you see time and time again, changes which bring down family size, good family planning programs precede economic development in communities, but also, also in nations. Um, also, where you, you don't have good family planning, what you find, unfortunately, is a lot of child mortality, a lot of maternal mortality, uh, those kind of things, which are also, setting aside the fact they're obviously terrible things in themselves, are also you know, a financial burden or, or a, a, um, a handicap to economic development. So again, it's just what I was saying uh, earlier. It's all about doing the good stuff. You know, all this stuff is, is a virtuous cycle, uh, uh, you know, of action that helps people in multiple ways.
1: So
0: I don't think many people listening to this would disagree that women's empowerment and good family planning and lifting people out of poverty are good things they sound brilliant things and I think lots of people are campaigning for them but they why why, why isn't it women's empowerment matters or you know wealth inequality matters or uh, family planning matters so is not isn't isn't the very mention of the word population doesn't that doesn't that get you in hot water and conjure up pretty to be honest pretty unsavory you know resonance with with regimes of the past that have you know pursued (laughs) population control for very negative means why not just campaign for the things that that are good and have all these multiple other benefits
2: i mean to sound like a politician i'm very glad you asked that question (laughs) (laughs) Or
0: are you going to say, that's a very interesting question, but the one I would like (laughs) to answer... I
2: will will bridge to the... What people are really interested in (laughs) is the fertility rate of Thailand, not whether I'm a fascist. Who would be interested in that? (laughs) Are you a fascist? (laughs) I am not, for the record, currently a fascist. This is (laughs) is what
1: they all say. Can I have your assurance, Jim, that first of all, there'll be a full public inquiry? Actually
0: public inquiry might not be the a minister bad idea. was about to say there 's absolutely no need for a public inquiry <laughs>
2: <laughs> the matter there are lots of great a- organizations out there doing all that work, doing the work on family planning, doing the work on women 's empowerment education lifting people out of poverty and, and we need more more of that the reason we 're called population matters is because you can 't do everything but more fundamentally is because people need to understand that this is the, this is the problem we the solutions are out there we need more of those solutions and we need to be thinking about. How they fit into solving our problems, this is people think of i mean I think there is a growing understanding that uh, of, of the of the link between numbers of people and the way they behave and environmental impact, but actually to see it as being a solution, something that we should do for those reasons and critically, most places, not all places but most places from a governmental point of view, don't, ha- don't have a policy on, on population. There are, there are some that does. Most individuals don't think when choosing their family size, you know, about the environmental consequences. A lot do and more do. But I think you were right in a sense to pick up the word population, because population fundamentally is about how many kids you have. You know, we could be called family size matters. Um, and that in some ways would actually be a more accurate representation, you know, uh, of what we're about. I, I'm uncomfortable with population because it's, it, it's a big word. It does conjure up population control. It does conjure up some of these uh, uh, unsavoury yeah, associations. Eugenics and all the rest of it, it, does. Sure it gets thrown at you. Yeah. It do, I mean, it, it gets thrown at us every day. you know and and there is you know this stuff is there and and some of the motivations in the past were not great but but the but the fact is you know you have to evaluate an argument for the for the quality of it and it's a way of um it's a way of shutting down an argument you know we all know you know accusing someone of uh, of of being a racist or accusing uh, going straight to their their motivations uh questioning their motivations which is you know i'm a Died in the wool Liberal lefty who has spent my entire campaigning career trying to protect the weak. Essentially, trying to protect those who need help to protect them to protect themselves. That's what motivates me. That's what gets me up um, uh, in the morning. And within within. Um, uh, within a couple of weeks of starting this job, I was literally being accused of being a racist. I was having someone patiently explain to me that black lives matter. Um, all these kind of things. There is an assumption about uh, about your motivation and one of the things that that is really important is we have to be going out there and saying this is actually part of the, of the progressive agenda, and there are lots i 'm afraid to say there are lots of people and organizations in particular who absolutely understand that but don't want to say it because of the, the because of these uh, these negative uh, associations i could name them for you now but 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 go on <laughs> um, you don't have to <laughs> yeah yeah again uh, you yeah. know it is, uh, I've got to make friends with, <laughs> potentially make friends with some of these people. But we know that, that there are many people within uh, political parties as well who kind of understand uh, understand these issues, but don't want to say it because of the association. Someone has got to, got to stick their head up and say, we've got to be thinking about these things, particularly because it's about individual choice as well. And it's about saying, look, you want to fix climate change, you know, r- right now, are we going to, are we going to say, well, you know, let's passively, and that's just one of the issues, it's true that most likely population growth, will if we do nothing much more than we're doing at the moment, population growth will eventually flatten out. Um, it will take a very long time to come down. But the question is, are we just passively going to allow the, allow the, you know, let that happen? Or are we going to say, look, this is a lever that we can use to actually stop the planet burning to a crisp?
0: But what's, but what's the lever, though? That's, that's what I don't quite get, because the, the, the lever's... You've described are other policy solutions. Yeah. The lever isn't, as far as I understand it, governments
2: introducing population control. Or there's a there's a huge difference between population control and a population policy. I mean, on, on a global level, do you want
0: do you want do you want like the UK government to have a specific policy on population?
2: Yeah. Yes, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think you know you look. Uh, I mean. Uh, it's it, 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 you know one of the tricky balances within this is 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 you know national, regional versus versus global. But you know just to, to give one example of a story that came out in uh, just very recently, twenty percent of UK mammals are in danger of extinction. Not not in a little bit of trouble. Not you won't see them as much as it, as you used to, but could be extinct. Uh, you know, within the, next, uh, within the next generation. Now, that kind of pressure that we are putting on our natural environment here, there are multiple reasons for it, just as there are uh, yeah, on, a, on a global basis. But one of these, you know, one of the... We know that two of the main drivers of, of extinctions, and extinction is a massive, uh, you know, issue, which we're finally, you know, grabbing onto the sixth mass extinction, the Anthropocene, climate change and habitat loss. And unless we just... All we ever do is build upwards... <laughs> You know, and have higher and higher skyscrapers. Then habitat loss is a consequence of more people, and that's globally, that's regionally, that's locally, that's uh, that's that's nationally. And what you can't do is draw a ring around a country and say, "Well, we're going to look after our corner." Um, you know, that's not, that's never going to work. Um, Sounds quite Brexit. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there is. You know, there is a, um, and there are, there's a caucus of people within the population movement. It's, it's really interesting. You know, I had never met before I came into the population movement right wing environmentalists I knew that you know I, I knew in theory that they were that, that they were out there um, but I, but, I, but I'd never met them and, and now I have people who are absolutely committed to the, the same things that I think all, all of us are about making the world the world sustainable but their but their political persuasions their 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 sense of what needs done about problems their their instincts are, are different to those that that i pers- that I personally have and uh, and you, you see you know, you, you see people saying, well, you know, stop immigration and that's a solution. And actually, you know, 50 percent of our population growth in the UK over the next 10 years, 54 percent, according to the ONS, is going to be as a result of net, mi- net migration. That's a lever that you can use to look at to look at. Uh, you know your overall population it's a thing that you get, it's a thing that you can influence what you can't do is say what I have to say population matters used to say and no longer says is well you solve that problem with zero net migration you just turn off the tap and that's a slogan it's not a policy it doesn't reflect the impact that you have above and beyond your borders
1: my name's Paul Nuttall of UKIP and I say we need to ensure the brightest and best fish stay in the sea and concentrate on making it aquatically prosperous instead of coming up here onto their land and beginning the process of evolution that will eventually lead to all life on Earth as we know it. It's So, I think one of these. I was actually with you at an event, I heard you speak, when... Uh, very forthright Black Lives Matter campaigner uh, had took you aside, and and there was a heated exchange of views, and yeah. from from the panel. And I think one of the things that is kind of unavoidable is that if you go to uh, not just the Population Matters website, but you go to publications and things like this, it tends to be white middle class, richish sort of country people telling basically brown people in the developing world that they shouldn't do what we've been doing for 100 years beforehand. And that's not just an issue for population. That happens with consumption as well. And I think there's a starting point that feels like a conversation that says we shouldn't be doing something, we we need to do differently, was actually what it's saying is you shouldn't do something. And we as the uh, conquering white person gets to tell you what to do. Um, I don't think... I can see why... You want to refute that, but I do think it seems like a really massive problem. And I think if you were starting from India or you were starting from Indonesia, you wouldn't welcome the idea of being told what to do. So how do you react to that? Because that seems like a really fundamental challenge. It's
2: it's an interesting question, um, even though it's wrong because, and I'll take you to, to the specifics, which is really important that I say, is that's not what you find on the Population Matters website. It's absolutely not what you find. It's not what you'll find me saying. It's not, wor- not what you'll find other people saying. Our first message is the one that I've been repeating here. It's, and it's what, actually, is one of the problems with the word population because population makes you think of large numbers and, and lots of babies. And large numbers and lots of babies is primarily sub-Saharan Africa. That's where it is, where people are not white and they're not rich. Um, but actually what population is about is about impact. It's about, uh, it's about numbers. And the classic example, which you heard me give at that thing, which I say constantly, is that the, a, the country in the world with the highest fertility rate is Niger, which is about 7.5 uh, children per woman. Uh, one Nigerian, as I believe they're called, produces a 65th of the carbon emissions of someone in the UK. In terms of helping our planet... One less person being born in the UK is worth 64 people not being born in Niger. Now, we need to unpack that a little bit because Nigerians hopefully are not always going to be that poor. But nevertheless, our key message is right here, where we're having the impact, where we're causing the the problems just now, we need to reduce our family size. We can't smugly say, oh, you know, we're at a fertility rate of of 1.7. It's not a problem. It is a problem because we are the ones right now who are causing the problem. And that message, that's why we campaign on smaller families. It's why we're talking here. People in Niger aren't listening to Sustainable Babel just now.
1: Not yet. I don't make me get the statistics out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, No, you're right. Then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- th- but, but, you know, we're sending a message to the people who, who are here. So it's not about telling, uh, telling other people what, what to do. Uh, it, you know, it's... it's, it's our audience currently is, is primarily a developed world um, uh, audience, and we are the ones who can't afford to be smart, and who do need to change change our behaviour. And that's really important. I'd love to be able to cut it off there, and, and you know, and just and just be able to say, so there we are. You know, it's all our fault, all, all, all we rich people people's fault. People in the West, we've got more than we need and we should have less we should you know it's not it's not about a baseline or of you know we all need to need to live in huts and just have the basics everyone's got a right to the things that make that make life enjoyable but we know we're taking uh, too much now but you know the planet is in crisis with with hundreds of millions of people having way way less than we've got at the moment and one of the things that was that said memorably to me uh, just after I started in this job is you can't roll back population once people are born then you want them to go on to lead a fulfilled life um and for for many years to come so you've got to stop you know you've got to deal with the problem now because you're storing up problems for 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 much further down line and dealing with the problem means people not having babies that they might have had otherwise and going on to do better things because they've got or other things rather i shouldn't say better things um uh going on to do other things it's a it's a win-win situation
1: Years from now, I'll show it to my grandchildren. <laughs> I think the grandchildren may now be out of the question.
2: And the other thing which is really important to say is actually people in the Global South are saying this repeatedly. It's not a case of a bunch of, a bunch of white people in the rich world saying, you people in, in the Global South, stop doing what, what you're doing. You'll find an enormous number of voices of people in in sub-Saharan Africa, in Pakistan and other places, saying population is a problem that we need, need to deal with here. They've got an appetite they want, Uh, uh, They want to provide family planning, they want help with providing uh, family planning, Um, you know, women's empowerment, all those other things, because they recognise it's a problem. What you do find, and we just looked into it recently, is you don't find a population matters in Zimbabwe or, or, you know, or or, or Bangladesh. You don't find an organisation which is looking at that issue exclusively. But you do find, and this is a thing we're actually going to do some work on, I'll bet if you go to Friends of the Earth Zimbabwe that they'll get it instantly. you know they they you know uh, and from you know political leaders, political representatives people in, in in international ngos that story that that perspective is coming over and over again it It, it is those voices that that are not being listened to uh, in the west and it 's a very sort of It's a very simple thing to say you're telling others what to do. We are not. We are saying everyone has got a responsibility uh, for Founders We particularly have a responsibility where we have a major, where we have the biggest impact on the planet at the moment. But, you know, we, uh, you know, I have to put up with the fact that people call me a racist on Twitter for talking about you know, family size in Africa. The other thing, actually, that, that 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 we get on Twitter quite a lot is being accused of wanting the death of the European race, um, because uh, because, uh, because when we when we recommend that people have smaller family sizes, uh, it, you know, in in advance, we we'll say, well, we have already at below replacement rate. What's going to happen is all these Africans are going to take over the world, uh, uh, you know, as a result of that. Um, and as we constantly say to them, who cares? <laughs> I know we're allowed to swear on this programme, and I would do um, if, if professionally I wasn't able. But, but you know, we don't give a damn what, what colour people are or what race they are. It's the number. We want a world in which everyone has a chance at a decent quality of life without, you know, wrecking the planet. While we still have biodiversity, when we still have all, all those things, all these things can be achieved. Those are, Those are things people will have. Better lives on a planet that, that 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 can that can provide for them better and for for, for you know the other things that that we sh- that we share the planet with. If we make if we make these decisions, and I think once you frame it in that way, it becomes a different a different discussion. The problem is it hasn't been framed in that way in that way for a long time. And people in the population movement should accept some responsibility. For that in fact, some people in the you know in the population movement, you know. In, in, the, in the past were, I'm going to swear, I can hear, they were shits, <laughs> you know, they were bastards, you know, um, but that, uh, that's, that's a long time ago and it's irrelevant, it's about what, what do we want now, what motivates us and what's going to work, that's fundamentally what it, what it comes down to, these choices.
1: So back in episode 65 of Sustainable Babble, which obviously you have listened to, um, as indeed has everyone, yeah. we talked about babies. And we talked yeah. about babies because him over here um, is a bastard because he just had a baby. Um, and I, I put it to him back in episode 65 with tongue in cheek, although we did talk a bit about population stuff then, I put it to him that it's all very well banging on about doing your recycling, but if you're going to have a baby, you're a massive hypocrite. Now, I was being a bit silly. Right, but what do you think people should be thinking like all um, in the Western world in rich countries if they're thinking about having a kid um like should they be thinking don't have I shouldn't have one because of the planet or what
2: and have you got any kids I've got one kid um, and as you know all parenthood is a mixed blessing but but <laughs> no it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> but but i love him and he's enriched enriched my life uh, uh, immeasurably and uh, like all parents you know when when um you know when we were we knew he was coming i was very conscious of the fact i'm putting another mouth on the planet i'm putting you know i'm putting another pair of feet on the uh, feet on the planet and and you know i hope that he's going to be part of the solution not part of the problem but the reality is he is part of the problem the question is how much of the, uh, the solution you wants to speak you know he's a vegan uh he understands what 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 recycling is i'm going to say he's a vegan again um because that's so important um but he does have a negative impact and so what we want people to uh, to, to to think about is there's a perception an understandable perception this is this is a personal choice because it is a, it is obviously a very personal choice and the, and the influences you know are you know are from your family and your own you know your own sense uh, sense of what you want but it is a choice that affects other people it's a, it's a choice that has an impact on on your community and on on the world and it's part of the suite of stuff that intelligent, enlightened people—everyone—that well, <laughs> everyone should be doing, but intelligent, enlightened people should particularly be thinking about—is—is—is is, is what are the consequences? We—it's really interesting, you know. You—you you, um, uh, know—the—the the number you speak to to people who are child-free by choice, uh, and they'll say you that. The, you know the sort of the, the, you know their sense of of, of oppression and, and judgment on them for for, me, for making their making that choice, which is which is you know in, incredibly unhealthy. People should be free and it's a very positive choice for the world. Of course, people make it for all sorts of reasons. They might just hate kids, but 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 it's, it's a positive choice for the world. But you know, there's a reason why having a family is a is a human right, and it is a human it is a human right, and it's because it's something we want to do. We would never say to anyone, "Don't." don't have a family. But the choice about the size of family you have is really fundamental and really important. Because like I say, you know, I, I know for an absolute fact that my son, lovely as he is, is part of the problem. And I hope he will do what, everything he can to be part, part of, the, uh, uh, of the solution when he's old. But that, that is true. And the choice to have him has made an impact on other people. And, and, you know, I would never say to anyone, don't do it. Never never for a second. But you have to recognise it.
1: So is all a bastard?
0: For, I, this,
2: for this particular reason, keep the,
0: yeah. That's the parameter.
2: Like, and there's lots of other reasons. I'm a oh, bastard, well, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. In, in that case, no, he's not. Yeah, yeah. Just checking again. It's only on this parameter. Specifically on. This yeah, board. in that case, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. Complete bastards.
1: So thank you very much, Alastair, for coming here and giving us your time. And you know, taking taking this head on, we chuck some things at you, and you have slung them back. Um, if people want to find out more about you and the work of Population Matters, how do they do that?
2: People will probably work out for themselves. Our uh, website address is www.populationmatters.org. Have a look at, it, uh, at you know at the website. It's actually not the easiest website in the world, um, but you will find that you'll find the key information there. Follow us on Facebook email us and ask us. It's all there.
0: Alistair, thank you so much. And um, yeah, enjoy campaigning for all the things that we're (laughs) trying to campaign for together.
2: My pleasure, and thank you.
1: So, all I can see... That you are brimming with views. I can see that. <laughs> now, look, you're going to have to condense them because we've banged on for long enough already. But could you give your pithy takeaway? I want to know what it is as eating at you. What's eating at you? Um, what, well, beyond the sort of baseline anxiety
0: and existential angst and, you know, too much chocolate, that, yes. that stuff. Yes. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Look, I, I banged on in the questions of the interview, so I won't repeat it. But I, I still don't buy it. I still don't buy... That there
1: are too many people.
0: No, it's not that. That is, like, I think anyone would look at the maths and go, yeah, there's, like, loads of people and more people, and population has exploded. I mean, that's the other thing, like, you know, this is one of those hockey stick curves, isn't it? You know, for sort of 18th century. Excuse me, hockey stick curve? yeah oh god sake, all right bloody hell but hello Claxon. nice to see you yeah yes so you know you lie a hockey stick on its side and it's a long flat for a long time and then suddenly it goes oh don't be a knob (laughs) (laughs) everyone knows what i mean Um, uh, that's stopping a knob now (laughs) that's true 116 episodes in why would you um, yes the the population of the world has exponentially risen in very recent times, yeah so and that 's that is having an impact no one 's denying that what i don 't buy is that by talking about population as a solution you 're going to get anywhere because it 's just fraught with historical associations of you know oppressive fascist regimes who have actively sought to to reduce specific populations of specific people, you know, eugenics programs, all the rest of it. It The the obvious question is who, who gets to live and who doesn't. who be- gets to decide, right? Yeah. And who gets to yeah. decide? And that is why as, as a progressive campaigning force, would you go there? That's what I don't understand because all of the things that Alistair was saying are needed. I totally agree with. And I think lots of everyone in, in this field agrees with like, you know, the the whole Drawdown project, I don't know if people are aware of that, but go and Google the Drawdown project, which is basically a list of all the things that you could do on the planet that would stand us a chance of reducing the emissions um, needed to, to sort out climate change, right? Right up there is women's empowerment. Number
1: so campaign one, number one it. isn't it? Isn't yeah, I think thing? it is number one, yeah. yeah. Well, so campaign- fewer people got to buy women's empowerment, yes? Like that's so, it's about how you reduce the impacts on the planet. Yeah. So, the, the, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: So, that is just about it for another episode of The Babble. Thank you very, very much to Alistair for coming to chat to us and for answering all
1: of our questions and taking it on the gin. Indeed, yes. Uh, thank you, as always, to the legendary Dickie Moore for the music that starts, ends, and intertwinkles this podcast, and to the wonderful Arthur Stovall for the logo that adorns it. You can get in touch with us and tell us what you thought of the show. Please do. We want to hear what you thought, whether you liked it, didn't like it, it all matters. Uh, you can email us to hello at sustainababble.fish. You can find us on Facebook, just search Sustainababble, or you can search for us on the Twitter at The Babble. Wagon.
0: Very well done, Dave. And if you want to give us some money because you think this sort of stuff is good, you can do so via our crowdfunder thing. Yes, is that what good. it's called? Yeah, uh, Patreon. Uh, wobbly, 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 I believe is what you say. Dot Patreon.com dot
1: forward slash. Sustainable. Very good And you can join the army of people Who've been giving us money uh, In order to make this here thing A viable thing Right, that's it I'm off uh, Try not to have any more children In the next week If you can possibly pull it off I know you are astonishingly virile If I can possibly be what? <laughs> God's sake <laughs>
0: Don't worry I will be pulling <laughs> it off Repeatedly no. In order to have no more oh, children Okay
1: So hi. <laughs> Bye One more question. Oh yeah, why why do, why can't Alistair's agree on how to spell the word Alistair?
0: This is the big issue. This is the big issue. Because well, well, yeah, we've had another Alistair on this, this yeah, podcast, and
1: he all, all the letters are different. <laughs> There's an X in there somewhere.
2: <laughs> well, again, you know, Alastairs are bastards. You know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're selfish people. Yeah, you know, we just can't. We're very individualistic. Neoliberals, that's what you yeah, are. It, yeah, that, that that's what we all are.